name is Patrick McGilvray, and I'm an experienced marathoner, ultra runner, sports nutritionist, master life coach, and weight loss coach for runners. I've dedicated my life to helping runners just like you properly fuel your body and your mind so you can get leaner, get stronger, run faster, and run longer than you ever thought possible. This is Running Lean. Hey there, and welcome to episode 203 of Running Lean. My name is Patrick McGilvray, the weight loss coach for runners, and today, making sense of all the conflicting information. So when it comes to diets and general dietary advice, there is a lot of conflicting information out there. For every study that shows that one particular food is bad for you, there's another study that says it's actually good for you. So it's extremely difficult to make sense of all this, all this conflicting info. It can feel overwhelming when you're trying to decide which diet is best for you, which foods should you eat, which foods should you avoid. So in this episode, I'm gonna help you make sense of all that conflicting information so that you can make informed decisions about how your particular food choices might affect your health and fitness. But first, I talk a lot about losing weight and improving your health and fitness, and I know that this stuff can feel a little, little like a little bit much at times. Maybe that can feel a little overwhelming for you. So I created a free training that you can go through called Five Simple Steps to Becoming a Leaner, Stronger Runner. It takes everything I teach here on the podcast and kind of boils it down into about an hour-long free training. You're going to learn how to fuel your body properly so that you can lose weight and improve your running. You're going to learn the incredible incredibly important role that strength plays in being a lean, healthy runner. You're going to learn how to make changes that are actually sustainable for you because that's really the goal. We're not interested in quick fixes or short-term changes. We're interested in sustainable change, right? And tons more. So if you're ready to get leaner and stronger, if you're ready to run faster and longer and become the healthiest, most badass version of yourself, then you need to check out this free training now. It's called Five Simple Steps to Becoming a Leaner, Stronger Runner. You can find it on my website. Just go to runningleancoaching.com and click on free training. Okay, let's get into this topic here, making sense of all the conflicting information. So when it comes to dietary advice, more than anything else I see out there on the internet, on social media, there is more conflicting information about diets and which diets work and which foods are good and which foods are bad than just about anything else I've ever seen. It's kind of crazy. And so a lot of people come to me and they're like, Patrick, I just don't know what to do with all this information. I don't know what I should be eating. I don't know what I should be avoiding. I don't know what, what foods are gonna you know make me super fit and healthy and which foods are going to cause me to die an early death you know it can be very kind of scary you know and so i've been thinking a lot about this lately about how much conflicting information there is out there and how hard it is for you and me to know what's right and what we should be doing and you'll notice here on the podcast and in my coaching too, I don't preach a lot about the, here's the foods you have to eat or here's the foods that are bad for you, here's the foods that are good for you. And the reason I don't do a lot of that, I mean, there's a little bit of that in there, but I don't do a lot of that because at the end of the day, some of this stuff can be good, some of it can be bad. It could be, um, it has to be sort of a personal decision that you make about what it is that you that you want for yourself and what works for you, right? We're going to get into kind of breaking this all down, but I want you to know that 
You know, you get to make your own decisions about this stuff. You get to make um, your own choices when it comes to what foods bring you uh, pleasure and health and fitness and help you to feel better and to get to your weight loss goals and things like that. I'm not going to sit here and tell you there's one way to do it because that's not true. It's just not true. There's many different paths to losing weight and eating healthy for the rest of your life. And everybody does it a little bit differently, which is the way it should be. We all shouldn't be eating the same things because honestly, that just doesn't work. But I just keep hearing from people about how conflicting information is making it really hard for them to make a decision or make a choice or, or start something. Oh, I really want to lose weight. But, you know, people tell me about the carnivore diet and people say that I should be vegan and people say, you know, I should eat no meat or all the meat or <laughs> or no dairy or, you know, the the slow carb diet or the low carb diet or the no carb diet or the you know, Mediterranean diet or the beach body or whatever it is. So there's so many different things out there. Like, what should you do? You know? Um, and I've always said that we all need to make our own decisions and we all need to make our own choices. And you need to figure out what works for you as an individual. Okay. There isn't one diet that works for everybody. So we got to get that concept out of our heads. Okay. And all the conflicting information out there is, um, some of it is done intentionally, honestly. Some of it is done to confuse us or to make us buy more junk food. You know, studies that show that sugar is good for you. A lot of those studies are funded by the sugar industry. And I don't know if that you want to be paying attention to those. So some examples of some of this conflicting info out there. I've got a few examples here. Um you know, one of them is that, you know, we should be eating all carbs, you know, eat, eat 60, 65% of your diet should be coming from carbohydrates. 65% of the calories you eat should be coming from, um, you know, healthy carbohydrates. And this is the way to keep you fit and healthy. And so that is kind of what the food guidelines tell us. And that is what a lot of nutritionists or dietitians will tell you. And that's sort of the, the line that is being towed by the hospitals and dietitians and uh, schools and, and the government and things like that, okay? The problem with that, though, is, and the conflicting information is that excess carbohydrates, which is just sugar, causes many health problems. It makes it hard to lose weight. It makes it hard to keep the weight off. This is definitely the case for me. I'm not somebody who can eat a lot of carbs, especially the processed carbs, when I do, I gain weight. When I do, I feel more puffy and I don't feel good. You know, so there's that conflicting information. You know, what is it? Eat all the carbs or eat no carbs? So there's an answer in between there for each of us that I think we need to figure out for ourselves. Another conflict is about sugar. So you'll hear a lot that, you know, sugar is not the problem. Uh, the real problem is salt or the real problem is fat. You know, you limit your salt intake, limit the fat intake. And, you know, these messages kind of come from the sugar industry. I know that's a big surprise, right? But salt is an essential mineral. We have to eat salt or we will die. Fat is an essential um, nutrient that we have to eat or we will die. If you don't have fat in your diet, you will die. So, and, and in contrast to that, sugar is 
actually a unnecessary nutrient. It is not necessary for us as human beings to consume sugar. We will not die if we don't consume sugar. In fact, you'll probably be pretty damn healthy <laughs> if you at least limit it uh, greatly. But the sugar industry does not want you to know that. And so they put out some studies that show that, you know, fat is the problem and that, you know, salt is the problem, but sugar is fine. Um, some other conflicting information that I've heard lately, meat and eggs are bad for you. If you eat meat and eggs, you will die. Um, the conflict with that is that, you know, there's a lot of studies that show the meat and eggs are actually good for you and that you can eat those things freely. And for me, I believe that for a long time, I was vegetarian for like five years and then I went vegan for almost 10 years. And, and I was towing that line that meat and eggs are bad for you. And then after some time of continually gaining weight and not feeling good, I had to make a decision for myself about whether or not I wanted to go back to eating meat and eggs again, you know? And, and it, something that struck me was that I, I looked at what, you know, our ancestors were really eating and what our ancestors were eating, honestly, was like a lot of meat and eggs. They were not vegetarians. They were not vegan. They were not. For two and a half million years, humans have, so, you know, survived on, on meat as a big staple of the diet and and the the quality of the nutrition in meat is superior to anything else on this planet for human beings and so i actually did a whole podcast on this if you want to go back and listen to this it's called why i changed my mind about eating meat and it was podcast number 32 so pretty early on in the process here um but i you know, I'm not going to get into the whole reasons why I changed and all that, but I really found that for me, you know, eating a diet, which is like all carbs forever, just really did not work for me. And I had to go back to eating what I feel is a natural human diet, you know, and, and eating a little bit more of, uh, you know, meat and eggs and things like that. Okay. Uh, an another study, uh, shows, other studies that show that ultra-processed foods cause metabolic diseases. So obesity, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, and a myriad of other conditions, heart disease. Ultra-processed foods. So these are foods that are highly processed. Um, but listen, a, a very recent study just came out by uh, the World Health Organization, by WHO, and it showed that some ultra-processed ultra foods are actually good for your health, sweets and desserts, ready-made meals, savory snacks. It came up with this report, this, and I'm using finger quotes here, like this study, these reports that said that ultra-processed foods are actually good for you. And here's my opinion about that. That's crazy because this stuff is not good for you. Ultra-processed foods have been the target of many, many, many studies over the years and shown that really, if you really want to get healthy, just stop eating that junk. Um, now, I don't know all the information about this study or who funded it or whatever, but my guess is that it was probably tied into, you know, the snack food industry or something like the sweets industry. I don't know. But generally, you know, there's a lot of conflicting information out there from the diet and weight loss world. You know, one, one big concept that everybody talks about is it's all about calories in, calories out, calories in, calories out. Eat less, exercise more, and you'll be fine. Versus, you know, the other side of that is that, you know what, there's just a lot more going on. 
different foods affect your hormones differently. Some foods, like ultra-processed foods, hijack your hunger signals and cause you to overeat constantly and cause you to crave more ultra-processed foods. It's one of the reasons why ultra-processed foods are a problem. Some foods raise insulin, which helps, which keeps your fat locked up in your fat cells. It's very hard to lose weight when your insulin is high constantly. What raises your your insulin and keeps your insulin high is, is sugar, you know, sugar and carbohydrates, refined carbs, ultra-processed foods. Okay, so not to mention that, you know, eating in a caloric deficit isn't really sustainable. It's not a long-term strategy because over time your body will slow down your metabolism to match the energy that's coming in. This is why calorie restriction uh, diets are like the least sustainable weight loss strategies out there. Okay, so there's lots more examples that I see every day on social media. I'm sure you've probably seen a lot of these same things too. And the question then becomes like, what should I believe? How can I believe any of this stuff? Is it all just BS? Like they can't all be right. You know, if there's if they're studies that contradict each other constantly, they can't all be right. So what do you do about all this? Like, how do you deal with all this information? Well, there's a couple things that I'll mention about these kinds of studies. One of them is that you have to pay attention to who's funding the study. The sugar industry is one of the most influential organizations in the world, and they use their power and their influence to, to fund studies that show that sugar is good for you. Sugar isn't the problem. Just eat less, exercise more. Fat is the problem. Salt is the problem. In the 1960s, the sugar industry funded research that downplayed the risks of sugar and highlighted the hazards of fat. This was according to a study that was published in the um, Journal of American uh, JAMA, Journal of American Medical Association. The article uh, about this draws on internal documents to show that an industry group called the Sugar Research Foundation wanted to refute concerns about sugar's possible role in heart disease. So the Sugar Research Foundation sponsored research by Harvard scientists that did just that. They refuted the concerns about sugar's role in heart disease. And the result was published in the New England Journal of Medicine in 1967 with no disclosure of the sugar industry funding. Hmm, interesting. I'm just reading kind of the highlights of this uh, of this study here. So the sugar, the sugar-funded project in question was a literature review examining a variety of studies and experiments, and it suggested that there were major problems with all these uh, studies that implicated sugar, and they concluded that cutting fat out of the American diet was the best way to address coronary heart disease. The authors of the new article say that for the past five decades, five decades, the sugar industry has been attempting to influence the scientific debate over the relative risks of sugar and fat. So this is just one example. It's glaring, though, about how our health is being influenced by these big food companies and by like the sugar industry. They don't care about you being healthy. Their only goal is to sell more food. The Sugar Research Foundation, their goal is to sell more sugar, you know? 
So when it comes to these studies, pay attention to who's funding the study, okay? The next thing to look at if you're looking at studies, how many people were involved in the study? How long was it run? It, you know, is this a well-written study? Is it, it, was it well-run, you know? So many studies use a few people, like dozens or a or hundred or something like that. And they have very short you know, run times, like four to six weeks. That's just not enough data to draw overarching conclusions about what's healthy and what's not for every person in the world. You know, for example, the PURE study, which was done some time ago, but they were looking at high-carb, low-fat diets versus low-carb, high-fat diets. And the study ran for 10 years, and they followed 140,000 people from 19 different countries. And the results of the study was that the higher carbohydrate, lower fat diets were associated with higher risk of total, total mortality, whereas um, the uh, uh, low carb, high fat diets had um, less total mortality um, and, and less cardiovascular disease, less myocardial infarction, and um, less stroke. So very interesting study, right? I would say that's pretty well well run. Um, basically, you know, puts the concerns about eating, you know, lower carb and high fat diets to rest, you know, because it's it's basically saying, hey, we looked at 140,000 people over 10 years, and here's here's the results. In contrast, there was a study, I think this was done earlier this year, so at the beginning of 2023, I believe, and it was talking about a sugar substitute called erythritol. And it, it mentioned that there's a possible link to heart disease and stroke from this stuff. And this was all over the headlines, you know, sugar substitute linked with heart disease and stroke. Well, guess what? The study was done on eight people. Eight. How can you even publish something like this? And I think it was only done... I think the study ran for like eight weeks or something like that. That is not a study. I don't think you can get the kind of data you need out of eight people, okay? But this is what's getting plastered in front of us. This is what's getting shown to us constantly. Oh, erythritol will kill you, you know? <laughs> so we have to look at all of this stuff and make decisions for ourselves. So here, the bottom line here, you got to decide for yourself what works for you and what doesn't. What feels healthy for you and what doesn't. Because I promise you that you can find a study to show that whatever you're doing is healthy or not healthy. I promise you. You can go out there and find studies that say that probably eating broccoli is bad for you somewhere, you know. And I talk a lot about broccoli. I love broccoli. It's delicious. Um but it's one of those things where even something as benign as that could probably, you know, there's probably some exper uh, uh, some research uh, out there that says that, um, you know, broccoli will kill you but if you eat too much of it, you know. So anyway, we just got to be careful with all this information, okay? So look at the studies, educate yourself, but understand that you get to decide what you want to do. Only you can know what's good for you as an individual and what's not good for you as an individual. If it's working for you, great, keep doing it. If it's not working for you, don't do it. Do something else. You know, if you like eating a lot of carbs and your blood work is good and you're fit, you're lean, you're healthy, that's amazing. 
A lot of people do really well eating this way. And just because some study says it's bad for you, or even I say, don't do that, you know, you get to decide for yourself. So for me, this approach does not work. If I eat a lot of carbs, I gain a lot of weight. I will balloon up very quickly. And when I'm eating a lot of carbs, I just want more and more of that stuff. And I feel like I overeat when I'm eating a lot of carbs. I never feel satisfied. I'm hungry all the time. I gain weight very quickly. So for me, that approach doesn't work. The all carb approach doesn't work for me. So instead I take a lower carb approach. I do eat some carbs, but I do it very occasionally. And it works really well for me. I feel good all the time. And a lot of the people that I work with are in a similar boat where once we get rid of the ultra processed food, once we kind of lower the carb intake and find the sweet spot that works for them, things just start to turn around. And a lot of people can kind of relate to that. But if you're somebody who loves all the carbs and that works for you, do it, it's fine. If you wanna eat vegetarian or vegan, or carnivore or pescatarian or Mediterranean, whatever works for you, do it. Hats off. You're an adult, you get to decide for yourself. But just keep in mind, that if what you're doing is not working, it's time to rethink your plan. I stuck with that all carb, you know, vegan diet for years beyond when it stopped working for me. I was steadily gaining weight, I was feeling terrible, but I would not relent because I was like, oh, you know, I'm doing the right thing, I'm doing the good thing, I'm doing the healthy thing. Even though what I was doing was clearly not right or good or healthy for me as an individual. So I eventually tried something different. That's when I switched eating meat again and I started to lose the weight. My health improved dramatically, but this is just me. I'm not telling you this is what you have to do or this is gonna work for you. I'm just giving you an example of what worked for me. So this whole thing I'm talking about here, it's a process, it takes time. It's never linear either. Sometimes you go back and forth. Sometimes you know things work for a while, then they don't, and you gotta try something else, but you have to be willing to try. You have to be willing to try and fail and then to try again. If you commit to that process, you are going to figure out what works best for you over time. Time takes time. So you can't really rush this process. Don't think you can just power your way through it. You got to give it a few months and then try something else if something isn't working for you. This is the approach that I take with each person I work with. So we look at their diet. We make a few small changes. We wait a few weeks, you know, and then we will change something else if we need to until we figure out what works best for that individual person for the long term. That's the only way you're going to know for certain what works for you. So all the conflicting information out there, fine, just let it be out there. Look at it, ignore it, doesn't matter. Pay attention to some of it. Some of it's pretty valid. Some of it's pretty sketchy but you have to figure out what works best for you, end of story, period. Every diet out there, every single dietary suggestion out there, it's just that, it's a suggestion, it's an idea, it's a theory, and they don't all work for every person. There's no such thing as one diet that works for everyone. So as always, you know, you gotta figure out what works best for you, okay? If you're looking for help with any of this, I'm here for you. Just head over to my website, runningleancoaching.com. You can click on work with me. Schedule an appointment with me. We can have a little conversation and see if coaching is a good fit for you. Cool? All right, that's all I got for you today. I love you all. Keep on running lean, and I will talk to you soon.